What's up, y'all? It's Kavya, and welcome back to the 39th episode of Women on the Mic. Today, I'm so stoked to talk to professional basketball player Rashonda Gray. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Um, I think what you're doing is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I think what you're doing is really great. Um, I love your work. We need more people. We need more women like you. And um, I can't wait to see like your, your future. And once you get older, I can't wait to see it unfold. Thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you. Um, so how have you been? Like, tell me a little bit about where you are overseas and how that's been going for you. Life is life. Um, <laughs> I'm currently um, in Italy, Campobasso, Italy, to be exact. Um, it's more Southern um, Italy. It's more of the countryside. This is my third year playing here. This is like one of my, outside of South Korea, this is like one of my favorite countries to play for. Um, I just love the basketball. I'm a, I'm a fatty, like I love food. So of course, like the pasta is like one of my favorite things and like all the fresh seafood and of course shopping. So um, that's one of the things. The perfect place for all of that. <laughs> yeah, the tax-free, who doesn't love tax-free stuff? <laughs> that's an added bonus. Awesome. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm currently just playing in Italy. So this is like what, my sixth, sixth year um, playing professional um, overseas basketball. Obviously, sports and basketball is like such a huge part of your life has influenced like so many of the things you do. When did that passion for sports and like basketball start? When did you kind of get involved with that? Well, you know, um, a lot of people ask me, like, how did I get into basketball? How did I get into basketball? How did I get into playing sports? I kind of got tricked into playing. Yeah, because I was growing up, I was a girly girl. And I, I used to always watch America's Next Top Model because I wanted to be a model. <laughs> I mean you can do both <laughs> true you're absolutely right so like growing up when I was younger I was like basketball like oh, I want to play basketball you don't get sweaty like I want to be a model like I was super girly yeah. um until then my um we joined this after school program and um every every March they have a March Madness of course because of basketball so um a lot of my friends went to go play with the after school program basketball and they was like um your friend is tall let's see if your friend come out <laughs> like see if you get your friend to come out and I'm like no like I want to play basketball <laughs> my friends kept asking me and I was like fine like I only say yes so I can just hang out with them more um so I ended up playing I was the tallest Mm -hmm. of course out of everybody so I was basically patting my stats before I even knew what patting your stats was because I was telling everybody they was just like go stand in the basket we're gonna just toss it to you and just try to put it in so that was like one of the reasons why I first got into it mm -hmm. um got into basketball but the second reason why I decided to take sports seriously was because I found out that um I can get a scholarship to be able to go to college um, because I knew my parents couldn't afford to send me um, to college or pay for college. So um, that was one of the reasons why I decided to take basketball serious. Yeah. And I know like your early childhood definitely impacted kind of the trajectory of your life. What are the biggest things you've learned, like especially from growing up in like South Central LA? Um, so recently, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm about to drop a gem on you. So recently, um, 
a lot of people have been saying like, oh, you should write a book about your, your life. You should write a book about your life. You should tell people about your stories. And I'm like, nobody want to hear about my life. My life is boring. <laughs> and they was like, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But like, you can talk about your life and maybe somebody can take like one episode or, or something that happened in your life and apply it to their life. And that probably can change your life. Yeah. So while I'm here currently um, in Italy, um, I met with this lady who works for... Um, I wanted to sponsor to the club and she was like I want to write a book like I want to do like a book on you and I was like well I, they always tell me to write a book so this is a perfect like this is perfect this is meant to be I was like an Italian author who's a woman and me who also is a woman who's African-American Italian like connect that's a great book so that's something that I'm working on right now is like writing a awesome. book and um one of the things that stood out to me when I was talking to her about um just my childhood and just growing up was um my mom I never had like the greatest relationship with my mom because of the, some of the decisions that she made um when we were growing when we, my, my brothers and sisters and I were growing up so I never really had like the greatest relationship with my mom but um one of the things that I respect about my mom is through her decision making she always found a way for us and um, one of the things that she installed in us, which I think she really, I don't know if she know or not, but I always tell her and I'm like, mom, like one of the things that I am thankful for you, um, although we didn't have like the greatest relationship that you installed um, survival skills into me, um, you installed always finding a way. Like if somebody tell you no, some, there's going to be a yes um, one of these days or like when one door closes, like another one opens. So that was like one of the things that I took from growing up in my childhood is like, yeah, things not going to go always go your way, but you keep figuring out until you, you find something that do works out for you. So yeah. I, I think my mom definitely blessed me with the gem of just being like a survivor and not taking no for an answer. And I think um, when you mentioned like, you know, everyone has a story and everyone can learn from it. That's like so true. And that's something I've learned from just like interviewing all these like amazing women is like mm -hmm. I learned so much from each of them. And it just, it's like, I'm so grateful that I get to share all those stories with everyone. Um, oh, that's such a great gem. Um, I know um, I, I read that Kobe visited your middle school and I know, you know, he meant a lot to you and he mm -hmm. gave you some words of advice uh take me back to that time like what did he tell you what was that girl like? <laughs> I'm mind blown <laughs> yeah me too so um so growing up my grandma and my so I I don't have like a normal family like relationship mm -hmm. so like I do have like certain family members that I did create memories with and my dad and my grandma was a few of them um, my, my grandma and my dad was like always Laker fans and they will always watch like basketball. So just because like they watch basketball, we can't just come in and turn the TV. So we basically got to watch what they're watching. So I used to just like come in the house like after school or like when I'm done with homework and I used to sit with my mom, my grandma and my dad and watch basketball. I joined the after school program, a nonprofit called LA After School All Stars. And at that time, I feel like that program changed my life. Um, it definitely made me who I am today. And it definitely showed me like there is something bigger outside of South Central LA than what I was exposed to. So joining the after school program, they created so many avenues for me, um, just life skills. But um, that's where I decided to pick up basketball. 
I learned about community and volunteer work too. And of course, I met Kobe Bryant. He was one of the um, the sponsors. He was one of the brand ambassadors for LA After School All Stars. So he always come back into like the community. And that was one of the things that I admired about Kobe. It's like, you're never too big to come back and give back. Like, this is the Kobe Bryant. I know. So when I was young, he came and did like a visit at our school. And um, I was like, maybe in like sixth grade, maybe sixth or seventh grade, he came to campus. He did like a Q&A. I just started getting into basketball. And I'm like, hi, Kobe. Um, my my dad and my grandma used to watch you. I watch you too. I just started to get into basketball. Like, what advice do you have to have for somebody who's just getting started? And he was like, um, I think that's cool because you're pretty tall, as I can tell. Yeah. That I think basketball may be really good for you. But um, my advice to you for for getting started is one to just have fun, and two, if you want to be the best, you have to envision yourself there. Yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> okay thanks Kobe Bryant this is this is Kobe before it was the Kobe Bryant I'm talking about he had the big old baby blue <laughs> turquoise earring in his ear yeah so um he told me that and I'm like 12 11 12 so I'm like okay like thank you <laughs> but as I went on in life as I went on I decided to take basketball more serious and I decided to grow when he said that in order to be the best you have to envision yourself and with me, considering the circumstances that I grew up in, it was always obstacles thrown in my way. So I would always have to maneuver my way through it and stay focused and keep my eye on the prize yeah. and understand that everybody wasn't my friend and um, understand that you're always going to have haters, but it's like, how are you going to deal with those haters? So my best bet to deal with my haters was to keep my eye on the prize, envision myself, and I wanted to be the first in my family to go to college. So I stayed focused and I dedicated my whole like life and time to basketball because I was thinking like, yes, in order to be great, you're going to have to give up something. You're going to have to sacrifice something. So I sacrificed like time with my family, time with my friends to be great. And one of the things I learned on um, the way there is like, yeah, like I may miss some times. Yeah, I may miss my friends and stuff like that. But now that I'm older looking back, I'm like, I'm happy I sacrificed a lot of that stuff because it's still there. Yeah. You know, when I go back, it's still there. So I really didn't miss anything. But um, meeting Kobe Bryant at a young age, I really didn't understand um, what he meant. But as life went on, I was like, dang, this is what this is what he was talking about. So it was like maybe 2019 or 2020. It was a WNBA All-Star game in um, Las Vegas. Um, I went to um, support my, a few of my teammates. And when I went, I saw Kobe. And it was like, you want to meet Kobe? Like, duh, what kind of question is that? Who don't want to yeah, yeah. <laughs> What? Do you yeah. not like air? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was like, of course, I went up to Kobe, and I was like, um, hey, Kobe Bryant, like, like, what's up, Kobe? Like, I don't know if you remember me. My name is Rashonda Gray. Like, um, I was a part of LA After School All-Stars, and, like, he was like, oh, yeah. Like, you can tell on his face that, like, it was starting to come to his memory. And I was like, I don't know if you remember me. My name is Rashonda Gray. Um, I was a part of LA After School All-Stars. I spoke um, at All-Star Weekend. And um, I just want to tell you, like, just thank you for your time. And, like, I appreciate you still giving back to the community. And then I told him, I said, you volunteering at um, LA After School All-Stars and giving back, 
that helped me a lot. That changed my life. I'm a walking example of that. And I just want to tell you, thank you. And like, because of you, I want to give back to my community because we're never too big for that. And it was just like on his face, he was like, wow. Was like, wow. So he was just like, man, like you could just see like so much joy and happiness on him. So then he was like, um, y'all want to take a picture? And then we was like, yeah. And then Gigi was sitting right there. And I told Gigi, and I was like, Gigi, yo, um, I was like, you got an awesome dad. And she was like, thank you, thank you. She was smiling, and then we was about to take a picture. And then um, I was like, Gigi was just sitting right there. So I'm like, Gigi, like, what you doing? I'm like, oh, like <laughs> yeah. So like, she got up, and I made her like take a picture with us because it's like no way that like, yes, your dad is an icon. Yes, your dad supports the WNBA too, but you are the future of the WNBA too as well. Like. You got you got mumba mentality in your in your veins. So it was just like a really dope like experience that I got to tell Kobe Bryant, like thank you and how much what he did to me meant to me. So it meant a lot. That's such a full circle moment. And that's so cool. Yeah. Like you gotta tell him. You mentioned you're the first in your family to go to college. Uh you did a little you went to from SoCal to the Bay Area. I'm from the Bay Area, go to LA for college. So we did a little flip-flop. <laughs> um, yeah, I- <laughs> so how did you choose uh UC Berkeley <sighs> okay so go bears <laughs> First and um I like Cal I love Cal um I took two I think if I'm not mistaken I think I took two unofficials there okay um to Cal and then I took an official it came down to USC and Cal and um of course love and basketball mm. Yeah. Like, who doesn't love, but USC is a great school. And it's like a close to home, like, yeah, a little too close to home. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't go to USC because I was like, oh, maybe one bus and my mom be in front of the dorms. No, thank you. <laughs> so I want to be like a little bit, I want to go and spread my wings a little bit, but I didn't want to go too far. Yeah. And I know um, academics was really big. Like, I know my family and stuff pushed academics. Um, I knew I wanted to be something special in a program and help grow a program and make history in a program. And that was something that I, I knew I could do at Cal. So um, going to Cal is probably one of the best decisions of my life um, that I was happy that I made because I got a great education. Um, I had amazing coaches who I still have a great relationship with today. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I didn't play any sports or anything like that, like Cal would definitely be a school that I still wanted to attend. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you guys definitely made history. You went to the first Final Four in 2013 um, for Cal. That's really <laughs> awesome. And you played with like such amazing, you know, teammates and mm-hmm. Coach Gottlieb. She's such an inspiration. Yeah. And she's you know blazing trails in the NBA. Actually, mm-hmm. you right? Um, yes. <laughs> and then. You played with Laisha Clarendon, like such amazing people that are just um, inspiring so many young women and just young people um, that they can, you know, go into sports. They can go to the NBA. They can, um, you know, be a non-binary athlete in the WNBA. Mm -hmm. That's so amazing. So you were drafted in 2015 to the Lynx Mm -hmm. and then you played for multiple different teams. And I think like when like a lot of the times I have my notifications on, right? And it's like, oh, like so-and-so got traded here or this person moved mm-hmm. here, signed with this team. And it's like, I think you forget to think about like the human aspect of like changes and uncertainty a lot. Cause it's like a whole person just like moving to another place, you know? Um, yeah. What would you say like, 
like what's going through your mind when you're faced with all this uncertainty and like changing this goes back to what you asked me what did I take away from where I grew up and just understanding it, it's not it's not for everybody it's not built for everybody yeah. getting that door shut in your face everybody can't take that everybody can't bounce back up yeah. so that's when I said like the survival kicks yeah. in and you see do you gonna let that defeat you or are you gonna overcome that and find a way mm-hmm. um for me like I said I like proving my haters wrong so any opportunity any chance I get to keep my name relevant or find a chance to prove people wrong I'm going to do that and as you can see like throughout the league most people who get cut do not come back to the league but yeah I got cut maybe two three times and that's nothing to brag about but you know shit happened I mean Sorry. You're good. Stuff <laughs> you know, stuff happens. Stuff happens. Like stuff happens all the time. Yeah. And it's a business. It's a business. So that's why like mentoring um, young girls with no gray areas, which is something that I'm doing paying it forward. I always tell them, what's your plan B? You got to think about a plan B. Not saying that plan A is going to, not trying to be like, oh, plan A is going to fail. It's not great. Plan A could be amazing. But like, let's say you're tired of plan A or you get yeah. hurt or something. What's your plan B? Yeah. And that's something that I had to learn too growing up in no gray areas where I'm, I tell my girls, anybody who I work with, I'm still in the gray areas too. You see something, let me know. Like, I'm going to see someone, let you know. It's just identifying those 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 areas that we were undecided, like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like growing up, what am I doing about that without basketball? Like, what is this going to happen? Okay, I try to come out with a plan. You, it may not always be the same plan by the time you finish, but at least you have one to start. So I always like preach to my young girls and girls that are mentor, what's your plan B? Okay, plan A is great, what's your plan B? You need something to fall back on. For instance, when I got cut out those years, yeah, I was sad, I was depressed. Like my anxiety was really bad. I was like, I don't know how to feed my family. I don't know how to get a job, like just this anxiety. But then I came, I was prepared. Like, it's always important who you surround yourself with. And I surround myself with really good people who didn't let me fall. They gave me my little one or two weeks to mope, get over it. But they didn't let me get lost in that. And a lot of people get lost in that. They get defeated and won't try again. But I surrounded myself with really great people that they didn't let me fall. They continue to get me in the gym, continue to work out, continue to still make me go to WNBA games when I didn't want to go just to show my face, which I'm really thankful for because then coaches may see me in the stands and be like, what, Rashana Gray's there? We got a spot. Like, let's pick her up on a seven-day contract, which did happen because my friend um, brought me to the game and made me go to the game. But not only that, he also had me focus on my plan B, which was no gray areas. So instead of taking that negative energy and being sad about not playing the WNBA, I was working on my next my next plan so I can have something to fall back on. And that's when I worked on no gray areas and started to get things running and going with that. Um, that I got a call to, to play for a team and sign the rest of the season. It's awesome that you have like a group of people that keeps pushing you. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure like you know you're continuing to succeed and and work hard and I want to talk about no gray areas right now Um, I love especially like like so many of the women I talk to it's like 
they like their life is like beyond the sport like they use their platform in so many ways to impact like social justice like the environment Mm -hmm. um and their communities and so tell me a little bit about no gray areas and like why you founded it and um yeah like what your mission is with that so um like i told you before um when i was growing up i felt like um I wasn't really heading down the right direction. And I felt like I really didn't have like a strong role model, but yet better yet, oh, a strong female role model. And I feel like just doing my journey of just like growing up and just going to school and looking at like the opportunity to resources that was given to me. Um, it was one day I was at lunch and it was this guy that was like recruiting people to come to that school program. And he just kept being insisted, like, you should come take take to see your parents like almost every day. And I'm like, bro, like, stop, stop. Why you keep asking me? No, no, no. So like one day, like I just finally like gave in and I, I took the slip home to my mom. I came to the program. I used to get in trouble like every day. <laughs> I used to get sent to his office because I would be late to countdown, which is basically like checking in and you have to do your homework during that time. I used to be late. I used to fight after school. You know, I had a pass, but that's that's a whole different episode for that. <laughs> but let's just say I was like following the wrong people at the time. And when I joined this after school program, I felt like this after school program changed my life for the good to, to show me something better than L.A., South Central LA, what I was growing up in, that I can be better. But not only that, it taught me like how to do hair, like how to make clothes, how to do nails, how to cook, how to do community service, how to volunteer, how to play basketball. So like this program like gave me so many like opportunities that I was never really given before. But not only that, the people, the staff there made me feel like special. And that was something I wasn't really getting at home. Like I would like be in control of the walkie-talkie when like kids go home. Like I'll do errands and stuff like that. But it was just like the feeling of like being loved in like a community and stuff from the after-school program I was a part of. And I was just like, dang, this after-school program changed my life for like the better. Not only did it like introduce me to basketball. So once I graduated from there, um, from middle school, I would still come back to the after-school program and still volunteer, like still talk to the kids, like still help them around. And um, as I got older, I was like, I want to help. I don't know how I want to help. I want to get back. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I want to get back. So I was like in high school and I was like maybe a senior or junior and I was in our athletic director office. Shout out to Tinker, <laughs> my Tink team. And she was like, um, what you want to do? Like, what you want to do with basketball after basketball, during basketball? I said, of course I want to play basketball, but I also want to get back. I want to start my own, like, my own program, like my own nonprofit. And she was like, okay, what you want to call it? I was like, I don't know yet, but I want to be creative and stuff. She was like, you know what? Let's be creative. No gray areas. I was like, mm-hmm. that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I like that. I like that. Okay, no gray areas. Let's let's do it. So like um no gray areas was the name that we took and we was running when I got into college. I was like kept speaking to existence, telling people about it, but I really didn't know like the in-depth about no gray areas. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was just a cool name. But as I got older and like start focusing more on my foundation and building and, and envisioning how my foundation to be, I realized exactly what that gray area is. And I realized that gray area is when you want to do, like when you have an idea of what you should do, and but you don't. <laughs> so it's like you in between, 
when you're in between and you don't have like a solid decision, you're in a great area. So yeah. my job is basically to help women, specifically women and young girls who are in that great area to figure out what they want the opportunities, um, what the opportunities that I could present or the help that I could give them. So basically like when I created No Gray Areas, I created it with the mission to provide love, support, opportunities, um, and empowerment to women and young girls who are just undecided through academics, athletics, and social skills. Right now, um, I'm currently overseas, yeah. but the last project that we did was um, our drive to the basket, where we were able, so this is, it was our third annual, I'm so proud because we, we grow every year. So this is like, it was our third annual um, drive to the basket event that was this past Christmas. Um, we were able to add um, another part to our toy drive outside of just like giving toys to the community and candy canes and, and stuff like that. We were able to adopt five families. So we were able to raise money to um, get toys and gifts um, to the families um, who wrote in letters, like basically not Santa letters, but like whoever went through hardship. Like they wrote, they sent in letters with like Christmas wishes and stuff like that. And we basically was able to bless like five families. Our goal next year is to bump it up to 10. But we was able to bless five families and make their Christmas come really true, which is really nice. Outside of like giving free toys to the community, which is really fun. So that was like our last event that we um, took place in. But um, when I'm overseas, I normally do like planning until I'm able to come back to the States. So right now we're just like planning and like reconstructing certain things, changing things around nice. um, currently right now. But always, you can always check us out at um, NGA.cares, like NGA.cares, but NGA.cares on Instagram. Or you can check us out at, at nogreatareas.org to stay updated on like the latest things. I will tag you. I will link all the links. Don't <laughs> worry, I got you. <laughs> um, uh, awesome. And I just have a couple more fun questions um, before I end the podcast. But I uh, I love like the WNBA, like a lot, everyone like brings out their flyest fits in the tunnel um, before. How do you <laughs> like, put, like, how do you put together your, your like go-to WNBA like game fit or just pre-game fit? Um, it depends because you know everybody's style is different. You can have exclusive, you can have like lower price stuff. It's all about how you rock it at the end of the day. Um, for me, I like in between because you know everybody loves a good sale. I love a good sale. I know you. Love it. <laughs> yeah, who does? So it's all about. Um, it's all about how you feel. Like it all. About, it's all about how you feel. If you want to throwing some heels, like a couple of my fits for New York, I threw on heels. Okay. A couple of my fits, I threw on like just some biker shorts and like tennis shoes and some sweats. Yeah. And then um, another one of my fits is I was also supporting my friend and like promoting their their clothing line yeah. or things that they created for me. Okay. So it kind of all depends on like the day, like what's going on that day. Or even if, if there's like a, um, if there's like an awareness that we're bringing for that day's game, like breast cancer awareness, then maybe I'll throw on like a fly pink fit that was like from somebody who who has a family member that's like a breast cancer survivor or something like that. So it just all basically depends on how you feel. Um, yeah. 
Okay, before I ask my last question, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time and like telling your story and talking with me. It really means a lot. And I hope I get to watch you one day in person and meet you in person. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, but my last question, I asked this to everyone I um, interview is, what do you think is the most important thing that we teach young women today? That's a great question. That's a big one. <laughs> That's a good question. What is one of the most important things we can teach young girls today? Yeah. One of the most important things that I think I think that we should teach young girls today is self-love and understanding that yes, it's great to be loved by somebody or feel love, but it's not anybody else's responsibility to love you like you, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense, 100%. It's sad to say, but like people always wanna let you down in some way, in some form. Mm -hmm. But if you love yourself, you can love people through like them letting you down or you anticipating things happen. Um, I feel like if you love yourself through the good and the bad, it would be easier to love others. So not to accept disrespect, but to also be respected in a lovable way, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That makes total sense. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, this was awesome. Um, and I hope you have a great rest of your season overseas. And like I said, I hope I get to meet you in person one day. I'm not going to